This is Gam Chat. My name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Welcome back. We took a little break, you know. Yes, so. we did. Um, so we haven't done this in a while, so I don't even know how to do it anymore. But <laughs> your life? You don't know how to do yes. your life anymore? <laughs> so what have you guys been doing? Like how's your week? How's your month? Tell me. Busy work. So I try to find like pockets of like sunshine. Something that's not work related to do. Like so, we were finally able to have dinner like a couple of nights ago, so that was good. Yes, and I, although I didn't get to drink because I was DD, but oh, yeah. Well, I owe him. The, I he I've been drinking how many years we've been together, so it's his turn now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Um, what have I been up to? I've been trying to stay nice and cool. It's been hot. I feel like it it's has been, been hotter. Yeah, it has been and hotter. And I'm trying to trying to know squeeze in as much summer stuff activities I could possibly do, and a lot of that has been just like staying home and watching the Olympics. <laughs> so speaking of the Olympics, um, I've been using the Olympics as an excuse to not go to the gym because I'm like I have to get home because I have to watch this one event and this whatever event. So I have to get home and I have to skip the gym. Like, I'll just go after the Olympics. You're using the Olympics to not work out. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, because these are athletes (laughs) who are, like, pushing their bodies to achievement. Yes, athletes that I like to watch. Yeah, wouldn't that motivate you more? Like, just put it on your phone. The way I look at it, if I don't watch them, I don't get motivated. So I have to watch them so I can get motivated later on. Okay, so did it work? I still skip the week after the Olympics was done <laughs> so i'm trying i'll get it i'll get back into it i have no more excuses it's funny that you bring this up because i, I was lifting weights the other day and yes. i was like i can't do it i don't want to do it i'm kind of be lazy and i was thinking about the gold medal winner from the philippines yes and i was thinking, what would she do what would she do and i just started pushing myself a little bit further there you go i, like, I want to be her i want to be her okay I, I think i said it like that seal i don't know i got <laughs> aggressive i don't know why but it was stunning you guys watch it do you guys yes, see her? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. It's it's funny how um when you listen to the announcers, I think from NBC, you can tell they're like rooting for her. And it was to me it was um the way she reacted. It was very emotional. Like even I got emotional for her because like wow, as an athlete, this is your like pinnacle, right? You worked for this your whole entire life and now you're you have it. And no one can ever take it away from you. And it's the first, is that the first medal or is it the first gold medal? First gold medal for the Philippines. It's been almost 100 years since they've joined the Olympics and this is the first gold medal. Wow. Yeah. That's historic. And I think this Olympic season is the first time that the Philippines has medaled. um, How do you say that? They had several medals, not just like one or two. They had like, I think, four. Wait. Yeah, they have four. They have one gold, two silvers, and one bronze, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, like, coming from the U.S., right, we, we're used to, like, being on top of the, the medal counts. But the Philippines, they don't have that. So, to me, that was, like, I felt 
pride for them. My mom always makes me feel guilty when the like picks come on. She's like, you know, I wanted you to play for the Philippines for the tennis. <laughs> and I wanted you to play for the Philippines in the swim. That's where we built a pool and built a tennis court. Oh I was like, God. well, mom, like, damn, like guilt much? But you didn't like push us. Like you didn't push us to represent. You were just like, it's there. Use it. I was like, shit. So I, I feel guilty every time the Olympics start. But then it, once it starts going, it, I get all like, and I get all emotional. Mm, yeah. I'm actually thinking about going to the one in Paris, but I'm like, oh, that's going to be so expensive. So, I mean, I could wait for 2028. It's going to be here in L.A. anyway. In L.A. Yeah. Do we have room for that in L.A.? Or are we going to redo everything that we have here? No, no, they're not redoing anything. They're, all the venues that have already been created, even from the previous Olympics, they'll just, like, refurbish. Because I think the stadium, they can't touch it. Because, like, historical commission or something, it's like you can't yeah, all, uh, change the structure of it. I think they will add temporary parts with the so to add more audience i think okay but they can take that away it's not going to damage the building or the structure we have everything interesting enough is that la is one of like the very few cities that thrives after the olympics yeah. a lot of times the cities will build all these things and they would just be vacant and go to yeah. waste but in la we actually use it and build more and more Actually, I followed the bid when LA tried to bid for 2024. And the only reason why Paris got it is because in 2024, it would have been the 100 years since Paris has hosted the last Summer Olympics. So it's like an emotional thing. So I think that's why the IOC gave it to, to Paris. But in reality, I think LA had the best bid because LA's bid was saying we don't have to spend that much money because we already have all the facilities you need yeah. and by then the public transit would have grown immensely by 2028 so i think we're like set so um what's your favorite um olympian sport me i really like gymnastics um, I watch both men and women, and I like swimming and I like track and field. How about you, D? Synchronized swimming, something I would never yes. do. Oh, I, I missed that. I, oh, I didn't get to watch that. It's so good. It was so good. I did watch yeah. rhythmic gymnastics. I think it was like the group of five. I love rhythmic gymnastics. It's amazing how they... Oh, anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, I liked um, gymnastics, rhythm gymnastics um diving is really cool oh diving is good yeah oh my gosh but the cool thing i think um i keep on forgetting that i love to watch is um the kayaking <gasps> yes all those different stuff i've been mean, like the um like the rowing the, the, the rowing yeah 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 they're yes. fun yes yeah and then of course this time was new they had um skateboarding skateboarding they had surfing yeah they had some really cool ones this week's episode, we'll be chatting about LGBTQ representing at the Tokyo Olympics. We had the most openly out and proud Olympians in history with 182 athletes from all over the world, including skateboarder from the Philippines, Marjolin Didal, and a Filipino boxer and silver medalist Olympian Nesti Peticio. We also had some first Alana Smith representing the U.S. Alana is an Olympian skateboarder and identifies as a non-binary. And we had the first transgender woman from New Zealand, Laurel Hubbard, who competed in the women's heavyweight competition. And a little fun fact, but not surprisingly, women outnumbered the fellas. It was a, it was a bit, it was an epic. I would say it's an epic on um, Summer Olympics. Yeah. 
definitely. How do you guys feel about it? About the Olympics in general, <laughs> about the topic at hand. Um, the topic at hand. <laughs> so, it makes me feel good that a lot of the athletes that participated in the Summer Olympics felt safe enough to be able to come out and be open with who they are. So I'm I'm proud of that. Um, and I it's about time. Yeah, I think it was different about this idea of being out because mm-hmm. they've always I'm sure they have always had like yes. gay lesbian Olympians, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it's different now that there is a lot of that they're out and openly out with who they are. Um, I think that it's epic. I wonder though, like what how did circumstances change from like the prior Olympics where now it's actually they feel empowered to really be themselves and like I guess you know thank whoever they you know it's either a partner or um, kind of just really claim themselves without worrying I, I mean is it like the location or is it really just the times now I think from an article I read that um, most of the, the athletes that were out and proud most of them came from uh, Europe and um, the United States. My theory is they felt safe enough to be out because the countries they represent and they live in have laws protecting them, have uh, marriage equality. So to them, having marriage equality and having laws that actually protect their sexual orientation makes them feel safe, makes them feel as a first-class citizen instead of like second-class citizen, like you know we felt before yeah i think that's a that's a good question it's like i feel like the the global acceptance for lgbtq um athletes and and people in general um have people have become more inclusive on the global media mainstream yeah way however yeah there are countries from their their own countries that have anti-gay anti-lgbtq policies against them i mean even the u.s has anti-lgbtq policies in some states. Mm-hmm. Some states, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of countries that have policies that criminalize being openly homosexual, there's a swimmer from Tonga. So Amini Fonua, who swam for Tonga in two Olympics, in Tonga, actually, you can be jailed for being openly homosexual. So for me, Amini is so courageous uh, for showing for showing who he is. Uh, so I, I commend I commend that bravery, but at the same time, I fear for him <laughs> because I don't live in Tonga um, and I don't represent them. So I don't I don't know I don't know what what danger he'll be facing when he goes back there. Yeah, you know, it's almost like not only are they representing their country, but they're also fighting against homophobia. And it's not by choice; they just want to be an athlete. Yeah. You know what? What's sad about that is, you know, you you represent your country. Wow, he's so hot. You're drawing McCoy. You just saw this picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, they represent their country to bring honor to their country and to their people. Yet, there are laws that says they're a criminal for being who they are, which is to, you know, it's just sad. Wait, how did he actually? happened to him did he actually announce it during something or he was one of the 56 openly gay lgbt olympians at the event according to outsports swimmer amini fanua from south pacific nation of tonga at his third olympic games 
deserves huge praise for his advocacy and activism on behalf of Pacific nations over the years. During the games, he opened up to NBC News about how COVID impacted his journey. His training was complicated by some personal issues. Quote, I broke up with my boyfriend and moved to Manhattan in April 2020. At first, I was staying at Chelsea Hotel in what was once the, the maid's quarter. So he, you know, he's out. I was listening to this interview of this one Olympian, this out Olympian. And this is interesting. He was uh, he was also a diver, and he was talking about how being Olympian, there was expectations that he was straight, and he had a boyfriend at the time, and he couldn't say anything about it. But people would ask him in those in those press conferences and interviews, like you know, oh, you guys are single. Like, what is it like? What kind of girls do you like? And I remember this Olympian talking about how how painful it was that he had to live a lie. Like he just wanted to compete. He just wanted to be an athlete. That was his passion. And then when we go to the press rooms, he had to pretend he was somebody else. And you know, that conflict was excruciating. I can only imagine, right? Well, the reality is a lot of these Olympians who are on top of their game, they pretty much become celebrities, right? Sometimes overnight when the Olympics you know, are held. And they are put into that light where you have to be someone else or you won't be accepted or that's how some of them may feel um so i th- i'm hoping that 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 kind of mentality changes and i think this games kind of show that look we have athletes that are lgbtq so i mean they're there so we have to recognize that and the world has to recognize that do you guys what is your thoughts on this like being an athlete especially being an olympian you have to push yourself and even bears for yourself to achieve these goals of like almost like a superhuman. Do you think that also helps with them coming out? Because the Tongan like Olympian, he technically could be jailed for being a homosexual. Yeah. Well, if it goes if it goes back to Tonga, yes. Maybe maybe their their training and their physical training also involves mental right because you're pushing yourself not you're not only pushing your your body you're only also pushing your you're pushing yourself mentally so maybe it does or maybe they're just tired of like trying to hide it well also i think it's probably like a way for them to shed light on this like hey here i am like representing my country my people yeah. where i was you know where i where i grew up where i was born and this is who I am. Unfortunately, this is the bad side of, you know, being a, being someone from this country. So maybe that's like a way for them to kind of just like put the spotlight on the issues as well. Because I'm looking at a list from a BBC article from uh, this year. And there's like 65 countries that where it's illegal. Openly gay, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I did not even know that Samoa was also one of them. And, you know, like, I... Yeah, so I'm really surprised, like, looking through all of these. Like, some of them, yeah, I kind of expected. But, I mean, there's that's still a lot. How many countries are represented in the Olympics? I don't know the exact numbers, but it's... So there's 205 nations represented in this year's Olympics, and there's 65 countries still where it's illegal to be gay. Wow. I mean, if you could use your voice at any moment in your life, like using your voice at the Olympics, 
on a global stage is probably the best one to get to be out and proud and, and also to hopefully help others you know it's like it's interesting because just last olympics in rio the summer rio games you guys remember that mm-hmm. yeah um there was there was like a very scandalous um article that came out from the daily beast that was using those apps like grinder and all that to figure out or to out gay athletes during the olympics that was just last that was just last what four or five years ago five, yeah five years ago that yeah. seems to be progress that's you know that's not happening but that just kind of shows that kind of shows um god that shows a lot actually <laughs> okay um a daily beast doing that i don't know it's kind of sleazy um but also my thoughts on using those kind of apps is you just have to know if you're using that you know it's public because your profile is out there right so you just have to well, be I mindful mean, but i mean i i get that part yeah yes, you're yes. right the athletes should be mindful but at the same time they were they're being targeted yes absolutely yeah that's a i think that's different wait refresh my memory exactly what did daily beast do daily beast basically went to close to the olympic village where all the athletes were and this one writer went um on grinder all those gay apps to locate and find all athletes who were on there and to write an article and out them or to do a cover that story you know well, I think that's sleazy because what's the story? How is that newsworthy? Yeah, like what was the story? Yeah, like I'm trying to figure out like as a journalist, like what would be the purpose or what would be your storyline to to well, do that? You'll get clicks on it. I mean, that's that'll be a controversial story, you know, like look all these in the closeted like gays or lesbians. It, to me, that's upsetting because you're there to cover the sports, right? I mean, the Olympics really try to shy away from politics and all that. And the, the athletes' sexual orientation, that's their business. Yes, they're using an app that is public. Uh, but at the same time, where's the respect? I mean, these people are there to to compete. They're not. They. Uh, it just, well, it uh, also shows just how, how vulnerable our community is yes. to this type of. I would say even like blackmail, or yeah. to, you know, again like it's almost like the, when I, we talked about this before about just coming out and how other people would somehow take ownership of your coming out journey, and say, oh look, I got you. You know, you're gay and you're on this app. And I just feel like this again goes back to how vulnerable and how um, how these athletes who put themselves out there at this Tokyo Olympics, how much courage and bravery it does take when your own home country is not proud of who you fully are. But we didn't have any scandals like that this year, though. It was all newsworthy um, of uh, you know of our community out there. Because I I think it is a fact that a lot more athletes are out. For example. Tom Daly, the diver diver from the UK, he's been out for a long time. Um, he's in the public eye. His husband's in the public eye. They have a child together. So he's been very vocal about that. So I think it's less of a story now because around the world, 
a lot more people are finding courage to come out and the community feels emboldened to to be united i guess is what i'm trying to say do you guys remember greg luganis the diver yes yes uh-huh yes yes like he didn't come out i believe till after, till after yeah. yeah i think so yeah after his life but i just think about how you know i think this year you know this year you know we saw um simone biles right talk about mental health yes and we kind of always forgot about the mental health of athletes or we never take it into account or as, as serious before and she kind of brought it up about mental health and i was thinking about like the mental health of people in our community and these athletes when they can't fully be themselves and it yeah. seems like this year it was more inclusive yes i think that but the olympics is still working on it though oh definitely right i don't think the olympics is fully inclusive especially like females they're working on it and i i mean with a number of athletes that are openly gay um i think it shows progress and even, you know, the Filipinas that are openly, openly lesbian, the skater Marjolaine Didal and the boxer, is it Nesty Petesio? I mean, they were quoted saying, for example, uh, Petesio, um, what she said was, I am proud to be part of the LGBTQ community. And she said, Sulong, Laban. Sulong is to move forward. Uh, onward and then Laban means fight. So she dedicated her medal to the community. To the LGBTQ community? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Didal, she was quoted saying, you know, um, she was asked, how do you feel about seeing members of the LGBTQ being out, athlete, you know, athletes being out? And she said, you know, that made me happy and I'm part of it and I have a girlfriend. No, she was quoted saying that. So, and she was also, she also said about her parents that I'm just thankful for them because they have accepted me. And in sports, gender does not really matter. That's what she said. And if you watched her um, performance, she was very positive um, during the final. She was very encouraging of the other skaters. You know, she was just very positive. I, I just, I loved it. I love when the athletes, like, they support each other no matter where they're from. That's like when what they give each other a hug. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I was all like, I was all like tearing up a lot of times. Like, oh my god, they're hugging <laughs> each other. I mean, like it's a competition, yes, but you you share a, a a bond, a common bond that you you went through all this to train as hard as you can to push your body uh, to the limits. I mean, yeah, we can't say that they can yeah. to each other because they you know they get it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're gay, lesbian, bi, mm-hmm. transgender, non-binary, yeah. like. You're an athlete. Exactly. You're, you're an and Olympian. You're, exactly. Yeah, and pretty much I think they're, they're the only ones who can really understand what each other were going through, especially now. I mean, during the COVID, they didn't have anyone cheering them on. So I think they had to be each other's cheerleaders just to really make sure that they all, you know, put their 100% on what they were doing. I also think, too, is like this the Olympics was postponed to 2021 because of COVID. I don't know. Do you feel that this also this this being inclusive and camaraderie with athletes from all over the world? Uh, you know, I mean, we all all have been going through almost the same struggles in the world. I think we definitely needed to see a game like this. Yeah, for sure. Wait, is this this year's moon landing? <laughs> we needed this to distract ourselves. <laughs> Is that what it is? <laughs> in well, a positive guess, way. Yeah. yeah, in a positive way. I was I was gonna say it's not it's not um 
a way to distract ourselves. It's a way for us to celebrate each other. So it's our moon landing. Well, <laughs> well I was gonna say no, I wasn't gonna say moon landing because we did have Elon Musk that get on that got on um, no. a spaceship. No, that's and not we did Elon. Get, um, that's Jeff Bezos. Be- Jeff Bezos that jumped on that too. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. It, was it wasn't Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. It was Jeff yeah. Bezos and it was um, Virgin uh, Air Richard Atlantic. Branson. Richard, um, yeah, Richard Branson. Branson. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I feel like this year, every time I watch the Olympians, like either win, even if it's not us, not even the USA or the Philippines, I was just always crying when you see their faces and they're like, or oh, when yeah. they're shocked, you know, when they're in shock, they're like, yeah. what? I won, you know? It's very feel good, especially the Filipinos, because they it meant so much to them. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it meant so much for everyone that got a medal, but um, I guess especially for the filipinos because for generations they got very little funding and support from the government there was some but it's not it's never enough when i found out the the philippines won the gold and i in weightlifting and i was like it must be a pinai that won that i've been following her because i think she got bronze in rio and then she got gold in the, the southeast asian games after um so she had she had a lot of potential, but I mean, just if you just watch her performance, oh, it's so. Like I, f- I felt so good for her. She, it's like you can tell, like she really fought for that. She really fought for that, you know. And the the Chinese wanted to. They they were planning on sweeping the medal, the gold medals for the, the weightlifting, and she was the one that stopped that because she. All right, so let me ask you this, because now we got, because this was something big too, like she beat China. Yeah, she beat China. Okay, like, because you know they're essential in the Philippines and and China. They're not essentially, they are in Philippine territory. And some people on Twitter have been saying, at least she had the courage to fight them or something like that. Oh! oh. (laughs) You know, something like that. But, you know, and I feel bad for her because, um... Getting into politics, like I think, twenty nineteen, she was included in this matrix or whatever that supposedly all this group of people wanted to overthrow Duterte, and she was included in there because she spoke up. She spoke up and said, "You know, I need funding, and I'm not getting support." Um, And for some reason, all these people were like, "Oh, you want to overthrow him?" Like what? She's an athlete that just asked for support from the government, which she is entitled to because she represents the country. So now it's funny how on Twitter, especially, um, they were doing side by side. This person saying, oh, congratulations, you brought honor to the country. And then their tweet from like a few years ago saying, you know, you're a traitor or whatever they were saying about her. Wait, so they actually called out the exact same person? Yes, they were doing like side by side. This was your post when all this was happening, and this is your oh, post shit. now saying congratulations, this and that. And they're saying how you know we got all these medals in the time of Duterte. I'm like, okay, the athletes did that because they don't really have a lot of funding. Yes, some facilities were constructed for the athletes, but you can have all the facilities you want. But if you don't have good training, or if you're left to your own devices to train on your own, really. You know, so for generations, it's been it's a known fact that they just haven't been getting enough funding. So hopefully that changes now. We'll see. It seems that we're breaking barriers in the Olympics and it's a global audience. And like you were talking, D, like was a 65 countries have a lot of you know, anti LGBTQ plus um, policy. Yeah. 
I think it depends. It depends on the country we're talking about. For example, in Russia, I think there were some newscasters or or pundits who were using homophobic slurs against some of the athletes that were out. So <laughs> this Olympics. Yes. So I guess in in that case, that's not gonna help in that country. Maybe not. And in, maybe in some, it will. It will open. Maybe okay. Maybe it's not the government. Of the countries per se, but maybe the citizens. Hopefully, you know, and maybe some young athlete who is in the closet would feel emboldened to like train harder to get to that level and be brave enough to, you know, if they feel safe enough to be out. Hopefully, this inspires people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they will be. Let's say, you know, someone from, um, let's say. Libya, right? That's not out yet as a kid and inspired like, hey, this country celebrates their athletes who happens to be LGBTQ. Either they push for changes while in their that country or they see that they can be maybe go somewhere where they're accepted and be themselves. I mean, those are the two things that I think they can go you know, two directions that they can kind of lean towards. But at least they see that, hey, it's happening in other countries. Why isn't it happening here? So it's like a wake-up call almost. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, you know, it makes me think about just visibility. Yeah. And how important visibility is is for our community. Like, the more times we are out there and we're out and we're proud and we're showing ourselves and we're being brave enough to go out there that it pushes the the needle a little bit further, you know, making a, a, a space a little bit more safer. And it, what really excites me too is, you know, I think, is this the end or not the end, but it's going to be going on. But, you know, these, I think like gays and lesbians were what sissies and we're weak and we can't fend for ourselves. But these athletes, like, they are powerful and they're strong and they win medals and you know i hope this breaks continues to break the stereotype that we you know that, that people put it in us in a box well that is the hope because i remember when i was younger people would say oh just teach him basketball so he won't be gay it's like really oh my gosh i'll be a gay person that knows how to play basketball that's the only difference that's what's gonna happen so hopefully you know that kind of mentality uh goes away yeah or me, yeah I was, oh my god you're triggering me <laughs> sorry because <laughs> i remember, i think i don't think i've heard that too but i do remember playing sports like tennis and do you know when the when the do you know what uh, when the ball goes straight up and it's got lob yeah. and you have to hit it like yeah. you have to point to the ball yeah. you, you know in tennis you point the ball and then you like swing you you yeah. smack it down mm-hmm. yeah my i think I, I don't know it was a hot day i was pointing to the ball but my my wrists were a little limp <laughs> <laughs> it was hot i don't know but i remember i got a clown on for that because i had lip wrist when i played tennis Oh my gosh. But I was just like, whatever, you know, sports could be like... But don't you kind of need limp wrist to play tennis anyway? Because that's when you're swinging. Yeah, but swinging. I, was, I was literally pointing at the ball up, but it was just like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, hey girl, hey. Like, that was kind of like my limp you're, wrist. You're like, booping it. <laughs> like, you know, like... Like, I was trying to, like, hey, girl. Like, boopy. Yeah, like... <laughs> see, I just... You're like, boop. You know, like, you just said, like, boop. <laughs> boop. 
<laughs> yeah. The cloud on me. But you know, like, gay people can play sports. They can play tennis. Damn it. You're triggering me, McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that mentality goes away with, you know, with the t- changing times. Like, one can only hope. <laughs> hope. I think this is, this is, you know, this is a... Uh... You know, turning the, you know, moving the needle. Yeah, definitely. These athletes are moving the needle. So what do you guys think is the the future of the Olympics? Like, do you think it's going to be more and more inclusive as you go on? Now, the Olympics, as you guys may or may not know, that their criteria is always shifting. Yeah. And the criteria, what I mean by, like, you know, athletes, um, like who is female, who is not female, who is you know? It's usually, about, I feel like it's usually about females. Usually, and yeah. female bodies. Usually, yeah. Um, so, I mean, what's your what's your what's the future of Olympics? You think like? Well, I'm hoping um, in a few years, maybe maybe a decade or so, maybe this is not something we talk about because it's it's normal. I mean, that's the hope. That's the goal, at least. They're always shifting. So just the willingness of the, I guess, I don't know, would it be like the governing bodies of the Olympics? Yeah, um, IOC. Yeah, just the willingness to even have that discussion of like what, you know, what is allowed, what's not allowed, rather than like complete shutdown, like no at all. That's something, you know, to look forward to. Because, I mean, they're willing to have the conversation rather than just block it. And I also thought that was interesting that this year they had some co-ed sports. Oh yes, yes, that yeah, you're right. Like what? The the relay for track and field, and then the triathlon. They had two female, two male, and then same thing with track and field, the relay. Oh okay. Oh, even so swimming maybe... too. The the relay for swimming, they had two male, two female. Yeah. I think that I think that's also like I feel like it's it's moving now that we had our first non-binary person. Like that's I don't know I hope that changes how we see athletes. Do you guys ever see the gay games or know of the gay games? I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. No, where they, where do they hold it? Like, what is it an official event? Yeah, there is. It's called the like, the, the Federation of Gay Games. Um, they've been doing it I think since the eighties, and it's like I guess it was like like the Olympics for the. But for gays and lesbians and transgender people, I've never had an opportunity to actually check one. I do know a couple of people who played in them before, but they also do it every four years. Maybe they won't be at gay games anymore. Maybe it's just the Olympics. It's just going to be games. Yes. Just games. <laughs> just games. <laughs> just games. games. <laughs> We're going to play games. <laughs> Wait, where was the last one that they held this at? The last time they had it was actually in, um, I think it was in Paris. Okay, so like really as much as countries are able to submit their representatives to join. So it's like an official, it's not just like a U.S. base or anything like that. Also, it's international. It is international, yes. But I'm not sure how it works. I mean, maybe we could get in on the gay games. What the heck? I can't do anything. <laughs> I oh mean, come on! Yeah, what's my sport, Greg? Water sport. <laughs> like swimming, I meant. Hmm? Or like kayaking. Yeah, I, swimming, air I can't swim. You know that. 
And kayaking hurts my back. I've tried oh, it. No, no. I love kayaking. <laughs> oh, it hurt my lower back because I need to work on my core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I work on it a different way, which is like the wrong way. Did they have volleyball at least? They do have volleyball. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, my God. You should see the guys that play. They're like 6'10". I mean, how do you spike against someone who's like 6'10"? Wait, is that even but, height? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait. Very you said tall. 6'12"? They're so 6'12". Are you right? sure they're not playing basketball? And No, they're like really tall. They're super tall. And then they spike the ball. Because I watch the men's volleyball. It amazes me how strong they really are. I mean, how do you jump and block someone that tall? You have to be just as tall. Uh, yeah, it, is that fair? What's fair? Oh, so now we're going to discriminate on height, but well, not sexuality. <laughs> That's not their fault that they're 6'10". They were and born it's not that my way, fault remember? Oh, well, no, they weren't born that way. They grew up that way, but like. They grew up that way, yes. Yeah. It could be nutrition. <laughs> D, what sport would you play? Um, What would it be? Bowling is not a part of the. <laughs> Yeah, I think bowling is. is. I don't is think it so. summer? Is it oh, you know, you know, you know what I would do is that one where you're sweeping the floor while you're uh, the ice. That's loop. the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. do that. Better. What is that called? Yeah, but then I will bring like the Willis thing thing. <laughs> the Willis <laughs> to like melt the ice. And like to I can totally out. see you do that actually, yeah. like when they're like sweeping. The- <laughs> and it's like representative of the Philippines, and then like LGBT. So what would be the LB? So I would do duster while I'm Willis, <laughs> and then someone's gonna do that. And then, That's and, be a but I'll have like one arm in the back of like side like this <laughs> on my on my hips while I'm like doing the other one. There you go. That's gonna be my sport. Gay games 20, 2022. I think I would probably do rowing or kayak. I think that'd be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. I didn't know Winter Olympics was included, so I think mine would be speed skating because have you seen the legs on those guys? Wait, I'm sorry, but you? It's I know, but the skating. thing is, like, it's. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the legs on those guys, but are your legs <laughs> able to do the same that. thing? Well, you know, if I, I do that, then I. <laughs> I have to train, of course. Just give me six months. <laughs> At least I know how six to sweep. Months. Like, that's like my training. I don't have to do hey, anything else. I know how to roll a blade. I know how to keep my balance. Okay. I would love to see you speed skate. <laughs> You're supposed to support each other. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry. This is the gay games. So we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't support each other, <laughs> we tear each other down. <laughs> it's gonna be like slow motion like is McCoy moving <laughs> I'm like wait <laughs> oh goodness well the only thing I want to say really is I'm, I'm really proud of them um, for being brave to be out especially in you know the days of social media where everything is scrutinized and anyone who's anonymous can say whatever they want to say so i you know i I give them a lot of credit yeah i'll I'll second that i think that it feels good that it's just part of the norm now Mm -hmm. you know it's moving towards there um and you and you start to see more progress and and it and it feels really good i i wish that the countries 
who they're going home to nurtures them more so that way they're more visible for anyone that's like kind of coming out and like seeing like hey do i have to hide this about myself so i need to see them in like frosted flakes boxes like like capitalize the shit out of them as much as they can i mean you know that's visibility right and maybe throw in a little bit like an lgbtq flag like in a lower corner i mean i know some people are going to be pissed but i mean they represented their countries they got the medals those people didn't so i need to see like cereal boxes of them i'm all thinking cereal boxes yes wheaties right is it wheaties yeah it's wheaties but then we'll go over like fruit loops or something (laughs) (laughs) why you guys don't like them I'm not I like I'm proud them. Why not? and I'm on Fruit Loops. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I can see a lot of you know, I can see a lot of stereotypes coming up from that one. <laughs> Look, as long as they give you know the athletes money, you know, for them to train, go. As long as it's a if box they... and it's not like the Costco yeah. version where it's in bags where you can't really see anything. <laughs> so that's all I want for them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, McCoy, what's the Filipino word of the day? word of the day is karangalan. Say it one more time. Karangalan. And what does that mean? No, you have to say it first. Wait, you didn't say it. You're like, hey, you just whispered. Oh, shoot. <laughs> say it one more time for me. Karangalan. Karangalang. Okay, Kararang- that's close. Ka- Karangalang. That's actually close. Yeah, okay. That's that last close. one. It means honor. How do you use that sentence? Uh, this athlete's brought karangalan to their country no matter their sexual orientation (laughs) well that's our show if you'd like to leave a comment have a question for us or just want to slip into our dms you can by on social media we're on twitter instagram facebook and curious cat at gam chat podcast or you can email us your questions to gamchatpodcast at gmail.com also don't forget we're back now so um, in order for you guys to give us the karangalan that we deserve, <laughs> you should leave five star rating. Did I bring it home? I okay, think okay, you see, did. you did, you did. I, I, no. I, it, I like I had to think. Oh. I was thinking, like, am I doing it right? I know. I was thinking, like, you actually said that word really well. Can you say it one more time? Kara. Kara. Na. Ra. Kara. Na. La. Na. 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 It's na. 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 That's what I did. Na. No, not N A. Is it not? Na. What is it? A ra. Na. Na. We're going to be able to do another week. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I just want to also add, we're part of Bunk Collective, a group of Filipino content creators in the U.S. and, and the Philippines. Visit the website at thebunkph.com, and we'll catch you on the next one.